This is an ABC podcast. It's time to get out and about in the garden with Rowanna and Sabrina here on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Yes, that's right. They've let us have another go together. We got through the first week and somehow we're allowed back. A very big. How exciting! Um, I, th- I think it is. So it's yeah. exciting for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, a big welcome to our regional listeners who've just joined us out of the news. It's five past nine. Um, last week, Chris from Duncraig, or Craig, a retired Anglican priest, called in to tell us that in the church community, celebrations of saints and so mm. on mm. last for an octave. Now, mm. I must admit, when he started talking and mentioned the word octave, it took me back to my childhood of piano lessons and <laughs> made me shiver a little bit. But thankfully, we did continue listening. And what it means is there's eight days of celebrating. Eight. And of course, something quite significant happened to one of our favourite saints here <laughs> last Sunday. So we've decided to take the advice of Chris from Duncraig, oh. the retired priest, and your birthday celebrations are going to run the full eight days, which oh. means today... We're going to row. I'm so excited. I've never been religious, but yeah, happy to take that advice. And the thing about radio is you don't get the enjoyment of being able to see what I just saw. You probably heard the, um, you're now hearing Sabrina's champagne fizz, but what you missed when the cork popped was that it actually flew up. And then hit Sabrina in the head yeah. and bounced off. So um, happy planning. birthday to you again. <laughs> Did you have nice celebrations last Sunday in all seriousness? Oh, I had the bestest, bestest, as you can imagine. Um, a lot of eating and then a, a balanced diet with some of the uh, some fluids as well to go with it. Kept hydrated? Well, you know, it was a warm day, Ro, and I don't want to think of myself as, you know, Going, going, getting all that dehydration mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a splendid day. Excellent. Um, Harriet and Dunks cooked up a storm, and my sister Bucky was, uh, she was very excited as well. She was pouring the gin and tonics and serving cheese, and, uh, it was, and I didn't have to drive or Ugh. go anywhere or do dishes or nothing. Sounds glorious. <laughs> I have a um, cousin who's a florist. And she always says if anyone buys her flowers for any significant event, she will jam them up their nose. <laughs> for the gardening guru, uh, indoor plants, pot plant, anything, is that I, acceptable gifts? Oh, God, unaccept- yeah. Okay. Anything to do with the garden is wonderful. Even a single, someone just pinches a flower out of someone else's garden and hands it to me, I'm, I'm excited, Ro. <laughs> All right. If you want to be part of the fun and you want to give Sabrina a gift... You can do it by sending us a photo uh, via the MMS 0437922720 of the most weird and wonderful plant or flower in your garden because we know Sab love, loves I those. Do. I do. And we um, want to wow her we on do. this eighth and we day to, of her celebration. And we want to um, acknowledge Molly who's out there working hard. Molly, come in here for a minute because I've got a glass <laughs> of water for you. Molly's been very busy. The lines are... Full, Full already on yeah. 1300 720. So if you're wanting to call, be patient. A, we've got Molly in the studio at the moment. And B, yeah. we've been gibbering on about Sab's birthday. Cheers, Molly. So how about we... Wait, um, hang on, hang on. Oh, you want to share the cheers? cheers. I'm not sure if that works for everyone at home, but <laughs> cheers, everyone. Uh, and to our listeners too. But how about we jump into the calls so that we can free up some of those lines okay, and solve some of your problems. We'll start with Alison Melville. Good morning, Alice. Oh, good morning. Morning, Alice. And happy birthday. Ah, Hello, thank Tim. you. Um, we've got Glory Vine, and we have been um, trying to pull it out of my father-in-law's house, and we made the big mistake of pulling it, and it's literally growing about 10 centimetres a day. <laughs> and it's not good. And I just vaguely remember something. I've kept a Vegemite jar, but I can't remember ah. the recipe. Okay. All right. Well, Vegemite isn't part of it, Alice, no. but, it's, but it's a perfect size jar. So you need to go and get yourself some kerosene, a little bottle yep. of kerosene, and a bottle of blackberry and tree killer. Yep. You're going to put in 60% kerosene, 40% blackberry and tree killer. Yep. Just swirl it around in the Vegemite glass. Yep. Now, you can spray that on the foliage. 
but mm-hmm. the, but the most effective way is to cut it so that you've got part of the stem left to cut yep. it and paint that on like yep. soak it into that cut that you've made okay because okay. it's gone all over what would have been the old grass there um and it's just everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> if I could see. Yeah. Oh God. Um, so that that's really effective because it'll just the the kerosene actually draws it down right down into brings the 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 herbicide down into the the root system. So it's quite okay. effective. All right, and how often do we need to keep doing that? Well, you probably have to do it about three times. As soon as you see it rear its ugly little head again, do it again. But you shouldn't need to do it more than three times. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Okay, Alice, no worries. Good on you, Alice. Let's head straight to Brett, who's in Jalura. Hi, Brett. Morning, ladies. Happy birthday again. So, oh. I mean, my, my dad used to celebrate for four days, but eight days. I mean, no, I, I, Brett, I actually celebrate for an entire month. <laughs> Why not? No, you laugh. People think I'm joking, but I am not. <laughs> it goes on and on. <laughs> um, Sab, I just wondered if you saw a report out of Victoria last week about um, herbicides contaminating garden soils and even mulches. Yep. Uh, and and yes. whether that's whether we've had much of that go on here, because I think I probably had it last year at one stage. Right. Yeah. Um, the we forget about the movement of things in the soil and and what carries them and where they go. So. Uh, the, the thing about herbicides is they're usually sprayed on, but of course they can contaminate water. They can go into underground water, uh, so the, they move a lot greater than what people give them credit for. So, which is why I always sort of err on the side of don't use herbicides uh, the way that they have been used over the years, Brett. Um, certainly building up the microbial soil component, the biology of the soil can help to break down some of the herbicides. But if the concentrations of high are high, of course, you, you're battling uphill. Yeah, I mean, even the concern that it was contaminating uh, pea store and everything. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I know that there's been organic veggie growers that have had spray drift onto their properties and they've no longer been able to sell their produce. So it's it's definitely, you know, herbicides are coming under the spotlight now and I think there's a lot more independent research that's going on to find out exactly where they move to what they're found in and how long they persist in waterways and in the soil. So it's it's a great thing to bring up, Brett. I think everyone should be a lot more aware of it before they, you know, even councils now that um, they're, they're re-looking at the herbicides that they use, particularly the ones near waterways. So, so is there even any guarantee with the five tick products on the market? What do you mean? Well, you know, as far as not getting, say, pea straw, but getting a um, sugarcane mulch that's got the five ticks. Oh, yes, 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 I see what you mean. Uh, Yes, and in fact, I know that some of the growers are... If they're selling it for the garden market, they're now reassessing what they spray the crop with before it before it goes out. But definitely, um, I would definitely look for that five five star tick. Yep. Good on you, Brett. Thank you for your call. If you want to do the same, thirteen hundred triple two seven twenty, which is what Trish has done. I'm across to her in South Perth. Hi, Trish. Hello. Morning, Trish. Um, happy birthday. Ah, thank you. Could I prune my fruit trees at the end of this month? Absolutely. I think that's the best time to do it. I know we're in for a whacker of a heat wave again this week. Okay. Um, so I would not do it until the end of February because sometimes we still get hot days in March, but it's okay because the new growth won't have come through by then. And how much can I prune the trees? Well, it depends. So all the stone fruit tree, Trish, you prune them so that you can reach the fruit and you can manage to uh, cover them. What what trees are you talking about? Which fruit I've trees? I've got an avocado, a lime and a mango, and they're quite large now. Okay. So I've a third of it or half of it. Okay, so the avocado probably still has fruit on it, does it? 
No, they're all little fruits just... And they're dropping off. Yeah, I don't know why. Okay, so you need to leave that until mid-March. Mid-March, okay. Yeah. Uh, Have you, have, have the mangoes, have you got mangoes or not? Yes, I have, but not as many as normally. Okay, again, leave it till the end of March. Trish? March. Yep. What about the lime? The lime, it should be full of limes at the moment. It's really strange this year. All my None. trees oh. have, have got hardly any fruit, no lime. Really? Fruit. Okay. Normally so, I've got 100 limes. Yeah. That's very unusual. So what I want you to do, Trish, is leave all of your pruning then until the third week of March. Third week. Yep. Now, I've got a one-year-old... Persimmon and a one-year-old nashi. Yeah, and that's just got one stem, which is quite young. Yeah, no, so don't I touch. Want it to bush out and not sort of grow tall. Yeah, but don't take more than a third off the top, third Trish. Top. Yeah, and at the same time as well. Alrighty, thank you, Trish. You can send through your texts on zero four three seven nine double two seven twenty. We'll go through a few of those. The first entry in who can wow sab oh. the most has come through. Um, you, you're probably going to have to describe it's a, it. It's a beautiful banksia called Birthday Candles. It's um, an Eastern States banksia and it is absolutely stunning. And Steve, I I I love, they're one of my favourite banksias and I've killed about six, I reckon. Uh, I just can't seem to manage to get that bloody banksia to grow so i'm so thrilled to get given one for my birthday thank you very much i am i do love a banksia i didn't realize they come in that color that is absolutely stunning stunning, isn't it all right so um i think we made a deal that i was going to teach you something Hmm. about sport and you were going to teach me something about gardening each week so i'll give you your first lesson okay so steve now is what we would call the clubhouse leader Ah, so he's okay. ahead because ah. he's he's got his entry in, and that's ah. that's the one to beat now. So right. it comes from golf, right. ah. and when you go back, you've you've played your eighteen yeah. holes, yeah. And because everyone doesn't tee off at the same time, you might have been you might have teed off first, and you've got the best score so far. Ah. So you're sitting in the clubhouse waiting to see who can can beat you, ah. and everyone after that is trying. Then someone else might pass you, but there's still ah. people on the course, so they're ah. now the clubhouse. So Steve. Our clubhouse leader. He's our clubhouse leader. That's what you've got to beat today. Oh, right. I'm so excited. I'm going to use that somehow, somewhere in a <laughs> sentence. <laughs> I promise. Over the ne- I'll use it several times over the next week and I'll just slip it in. People go, oh, she's into sport. <laughs> I want to be there. I want to hear how it's used or misused, probably more to the point. It's 17 past nine on Saturday. Brecky, you're with Rowanna and Sabrina. Let's head back to the phones now and head down to Albany. Good morning, Frank. Uh, good morning. Morning, Frank. Happy birthday for last week. And Thank you so much. Happy birthday for the rest of the month. Too. Ah, thank you, Frank. Don't you worry, I'll, I'll be imbibing every day. Good on you. I'm well, sort of the anti-Lent, I think. You know, with <laughs> Lent, aren't you meant to give up things? Feast or famine and you're all about the feast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not anti-Lent, I shouldn't say that. I, I think Lent is a lovely thing. You just um, prefer to indulge rather than <laughs> give up. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Carry on, Frank. Yeah, my question regards a chestnut tree that I got growing in Bridgetown. Right. It's grown quite happily, but uh, for the last three or four years, I've had to trim off these suckers here that grow a ground. Oh, yeah. Now, how do I get rid of them? They just keep coming up. Oh, Frank, anything that you treat the suckers with is going to affect the the main tree, unfortunately. I haven't treated it with anything. I've just cut them back. Yeah, keep cutting them. The only thing, some people put a, like a heavy collar around the base of the tree to yeah. prevent the suckers from coming up. So right. basically starving them from, from light. So you can try that. So would a mulch work or would... Uh... No, no, no. You need something impervious like, like conveyor belt stuff or, you know, I mean, I'm talking something really thick and... and... What about old carpet? Perfect. Perfect. Right. I'll try that then. So yeah. I'll cut it back at ground level again. And, yes, uh, and then, and then put carpet over the top of it. Okay, then. 
So give that a go, Frank. Good on you, Frank. Let's head to Gooseberry Hill now, 1300 222720, if you want to get on the phones and talk to Sab and ask her a question or just have a chat. We welcome yep. that too. Uh, Eileen, good morning. Hi, Sabrina. I'm glad you're having a lovely birthday uh-huh. celebration. <laughs> Thank you, Eileen. <laughs> Sabrina, what I'm asking is perhaps as a birthday celebration, we could get all our gardeners to plant a food tree for our cockies for you. So then you can have all these trees planted in Sabrina's honour for her birthday. Oh. But the cockies are going to get something to eat. Eileen, because- I love that idea. I absolutely love that. And um, we really need to desperately think about food for the cockatoos. Um and and we need fast growing stuff. The, I know that they, you know, Marys and uh, and Banksias, they take so long to grow. So we need to put in some fast food for the cockatoos. Um, and I really love that idea, Eileen. And you know, the cockatoos squawk very similar to my voice. We have a lot. We have, we have a lot in common. <laughs> So I think that is a beautiful idea, Eileen. Yeah, um, and when that gentleman was talking about the herbicides, um, I had an azalea garden and I was getting my knee replaced and my surgeon had said to me, you can keep out of that garden. I didn't have grass (laughs) and I had a beehive also in that thing and I used one of the neonicotoid tablets in my garden (gasps) and it took five years. But oh. I couldn't work out what was wrong because no. I I had my knee done and everything went great. Mm. Um, I live opposite a school. I went over to the school to check on the runaways and what have you. Yep. And here were all the dead bees on the footpath. Oh, and I, I mean, think it breaks like, your heart. What happened here? Yeah. Um, so I dealt with school, came back, swept up all the bees because I didn't want them in song. Yeah. Um, then, then I actually followed my bees out of the hive, onto the azaleas, onto the yeah. car and across the road. So then I went and I took them to the ag department and I didn't know anything about it. And I had a friend who was going, a scientific friend, who was going to England. So we packed up good bees and dead bees and she took them with her. And within 10 days, they came back and said to me, it's a neonicotoid. Yeah, that's right. You know what neonicotoid products I'm talking about. Yeah, Um, and that's why they, um, that's why Comfidor was actually removed from the shelves of all the, all the nurseries and the hardware stores. And it's still used quite extensively in canola crops. So another thing for little gardeners to be aware of is that if you use a systemic insecticide, it goes through the whole plant system, including the pollen, so that when bees or beneficial insects go to take the pollen or land on the flower, it kills them. So good point, Eileen. Thank you, Eileen, for your call. Let's solve some lawn problems now, Sab, on the text zero four three seven nine double two seven twenty. We'll give it a crack, right? David in Melville sent this sent this one through. How can mm. we get rid of this dratted weed from our cooch lawn? Oh my god, that weed which I quite forget the name of. It's a horticultural weed. It's in just about every single part of Australia Um, and it's going rampant in WA and you'll find it in pots because it has five billion seeds. Um, Do you know what? The most effective way is to hand pull it because the problem is if you spray it um, with something like slasher or pine oil, you're not killing the seeds, so I know it's I know it's really hard work, but you have to hand pull the weed, put it in a plastic bag, um, and cook it a black plastic bag, and then throw it in the bin. It's really the most effective way of doing it because you'll just get it coming back again and again and again. Sounds like a hot, lot of hard work, Sab. No, it's great. What you do, Ro, this is what you do. When you've got a lawn, I don't care about the weeds in the lawn because they're green and I just mow them. Mm-hmm. But uh, what you do is around about 5, 5.30, you put the kettle on to make a cup of tea. Ignore that entirely. Just go <laughs> to the fridge instead and get something that's much more 
Goodera. Enjoyable. Yeah, enjoyable. Yep. Goodera. Yep. Goodera. To pull weeds and you go, okay, I'm going to do half an hour of weed pulling. So okay. you determine whether that's equivalent to two beers or half a bottle of wine or whatever or 16 cups of tea. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just do that for half an hour every day and you're on top of it. All right. If I had lawn, I'd make notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anne says, neighbours have culture up on their driveway that spreads to nearby verges and gardens. Horrible for dogs' paws. We pull it out from the verges in proximity but can't trespass onto their property and they are not doing anything about it. Oh, Caltrop, you've had that. You would know those from up north. Mm-hmm. Um, they I hurt. hurt. <laughs> oh, God. For about three days. Um, okay. Again, the problem with spraying weeds with, with a weed killer, not a herbicide, is that the seed stays in the ground. You know what you could do if you were – this is what I would do anyway, which mm-hmm. is not what most people would do and perhaps would be frowned upon, I would go to a a carpet warehouse place that has the big skip bins in the backs of their place. I'd go with a trailer, pick up a whole pile of carpet, throw the carpet on top of all the caltrop. Don't have to weed it, but if you leave it there long enough, uh, it just kills everything underneath it. Mm. Okay. And you could do ballroom dancing on it, perhaps. <laughs> 26 Maybe. past nine. We're edging very close to Sab's pick of the week. But before we do, we'll head back to the phone lines and let's go to Sue, who's called in from Lath Lane. Good morning, Sue. Oh, good morning. Um, cockatoo food story. Yes. Is, yeah, tell your husband, oh, yes, yes, great idea to plant a macadamia nut tree. Beautiful. Yeah, we'll get lots of that when you secretly know that the cockatoos will eat them. Yeah, so, but we have to give something back to nature, I absolutely. reckon. Absolutely. So and that's I would, how I got my macadamia nut tree. Yeah, that's that's um, the go. And Now, I've got um, two apple trees. One's Dorset Gold and one is Anna. Yep. And I'm wondering if I can extend the cropping season. Would they cope with me propagating a different variety onto that existing tree, like a cooler climate? Absolutely, Sue. No problem at all. Some people have up to four different um, varieties on the one one apple tree. Oh, okay. So it doesn't matter that these are more your tropical heritage varieties? No, no, not at all. And when's the best time? Winter. Winter, okay. When it's dormant. Okay, cool. All right. Easy peasy, Sue. All right, Sue, thank you very much. Let's go to Anne. How are things in York this morning, Anne? Oh, we're having a nice bit of warm day today. Oh, That's lovely. Of course. Yep. Um, and best wishes for your birthday last week. Thank you, Anne. From another fellow Aquarian. There you go. Ah, yes. We're all mad as cut snakes. I know, but we see the world from a different perspective. <laughs> <laughs> we certainly do, Anne. <laughs> now, what I wanted your help was I've lost a lot of my roses from Darback. Oh. I don't know what caused this, except it must be something in the soil. I had 21. I'm down to about four. Mm. Um, now, goodness. what I wanted to do is revamp where the roses were to be putting new ones. Yes. But I don't want to put new ones in until I've done probably some soil prep. And I'm just wanting to know what do I need to do yep. before um, all, that, all that's been in that bed has been some very coarse mulching. And where the roses were, um, I've used you know, special potty mix and um, so it, it's not, it's just the bed with, with roses and with their reticulation okay. yep. attacked, yeah. Okie dokie, no worries, Anne. Number one, I want you to do a soil test and get it tested for phytophthora because if it's dieback, it's in the root system of the roses but it will be in the soil. So you need to eliminate the fact whether it's phytophthora or not or whether you've just got what's called stem canker or or cane canker, uh, which is a dieback in the actual rose and that's no problem. If it comes back negative for phytophthora cinnamomai, then all you need to do is go and get yourself some fresh compost um, York has quite nice soil because it, it's, uh, you've got a bit of clay in there. So put in lots of compost, uh, get a bucket of soil 
livable soil microbes, put those in because the bacteria and fungi will attach themselves to the root system of your new roses and give them a really good kick start to life. But get your soil tested for Phytophthora. Let's head to Bunbury now and speak to John. Good morning, John. Good morning. Top of the morning to you, John. Yeah. Hey, uh, Elkhorn. Hmm? Um, Splitting them up. Yep. uh, And uh, just general looking after them. Okay. So the the trick with Elkhorns and Staghorns, John, is that you have to go and buy a tool. And the tool that you buy is called a reciprocating saw because they slice through elkhorns and staghorns like butter. And you can take individual clumps off. Then you get a a bag of sphagnum moss, or if you can't get hold of that, get cocoa peat. Soak it in a bucket uh, of water with seaweed solution. No fertiliser, just seaweed solution. Then you smack your elkhorn on the back of marine ply with the cocoa peat or the um, sphagnum moss behind it. Tie it on with a pair of your old stockings that you used for your New Year's Eve oh, party. Cross dressing. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Use those, John. Don't let those go to waste because, oh, you know, you yeah. probably only put them on a couple of times a year. Oh, um, every full moon. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Strap them on with that. And it's really important in summer you have to water them every single day so you hose them down. They don't require fertiliser, but you can give them a, a liquid trace element spray. Definitely eat bananas for breakfast and shove the skins behind them. All That's right. the way to go. Excellent. Thank you, uh, John, for your call. We'll just go quickly to Colleen in Exmouth. I know people are waiting mm, for your pick mm, of the week, mm. but let's go to Colleen because she's been waiting patiently. Good morning, Colleen. Good morning. I, I, I do have a banana thing, which is really interesting, Ooh. and I, I want to wish her the best because she, she needs bees, butterflies and birds all around her. She's so beautiful. Aww, thank you, Colleen. <laughs> and I do have that in my garden. I'm surrounded by nature. It's wonderful. Yeah, well, oh, sorry, I didn't realise I was on air, but the, the, the thing is that, Sabrina, we love you. I live in Exmouth. We love everything that you tell us because, you know, our soils are so great up there. We yeah. have to build them up. yeah. But my old friend, uh, where I am, my secret location, left a beautiful <laughs> banana tree and and uh, and came to a new rental in the COVID situation. Yeah. And uh, and and scored another banana tree with bananas on it. So awesome. Pretty damn happy. But I've got something to say to you. As I said, may the birds, the butterflies, and the bees always be with you. Oh. And uh, I've got one more thing to say. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Sabby. Happy birthday to you. Oh, Colleen, that was beautiful. And you have a gorgeous voice. Sometimes, but after a few too many cigarettes on the Friday night, I'm surprised I pulled that one off. <laughs> no, Colleen. I reckon it worked in your favour, Colleen, just quietly. Colleen, I got the husky voice oh, on Saturday morning. Absolutely. Love it. Perfect for that kind of rendition of happy birthday, Colleen. Thank you very That's much sweet. for your call. Very much appreciated. It's uh, about... 26 away from 10 here on Saturday Breakfast. This is Roots and Shoots that you're listening to. I'm Rowanna. And, of Ooh. course, with me is Sabrina, yeah. who it must be time for, I reckon, right about now, Sabby. Reckon so. It is that time again. It is. Sabrina's musical pick of the week. Pick of the week. I know you're going to dig this. Here we go now. Do we have a webcam? Oh. Molly? Hopefully not. It's a shame, really. Everyone misses out on what I get to (laughs) see when you're bumping and grinding here at the desk. I think they, I think Molly uh, sneakily did that quite a few weeks ago when I was doing it with Christine. I was up in Kalgoorlie. It was, it was Steen's, it was her last Saturday. So Mm -hmm. I let her have the song pick. Ah. And it was an absolute 
headbanger, like Uh-oh. seriously headbanger. And um, it was filmed because uh, I was going off like a frog in a sock in the studio. And, uh, a bit like what I saw a moment ago? Oh, no, way worse than wow. that. <laughs> All right. So, so, but we have, we have a really beautiful little song today. It's by three brothers called AJR, the Bandies. They're young fellows from America. Um, and it's a great song because, you know, last week I was very kind you know, to mm-hmm. people. Uh, so, so I'm building them up for the one we're going to do next week, <laughs> which will be a headbanger. Uh, this is called Way Less Sad. It's a beautiful little tune by AJR. <laughs> Gardening with Rowanna and Sabrina on ABC Radio Perth and WA. 21 to 10 here on Roots and Shoots. That's what it's called. Oh, turn You've got to turn on. your microphone on. Uh, Sorry about that. What a funky little tune it that was, It was a nice little one. Yeah. I see. Um, you, were, you were fairly, you know, bopping. Yeah, I was enjoying that one. Mm-hmm. You're welcome to give your opinion. I know I don't need to say that because I'm rapidly learning that people will share their opinion on music. <laughs> Whether you welcome it or not, but zero four three seven nine double two seven twenty. We're going to get through a few more of these texts. Um, I mentioned Steve, the clubhouse leader, with his beautiful Bankshire yeah. for sending something in, but he has got a fair challenge here from Graham in Rivervale, who's sharing with you, Sab, his swamp hibiscus. Among other things, here, uh, Ro. Um, so, Graham, thank you so much. Now, I don't know if Graham was in the swamp with the hibiscus because doesn't appear to have a lot of clothes on, Row. No. Graham's um, gone with um, the shirtless yeah. silver fox kind of yep. happy birthday, Sabrina. And nature. Uh, and Because and, he knows I'm a nature lover, so he's probably gone, what could be more natural than to be starkest in the swamp with my hibiscus? It is we, a beautiful hibiscus. It's a gorgeous hibiscus. We'd, I, I have to say, in Graham's defence, we don't know if he's starkest. That's true. It's warm out there. We're in an air-conditioned yeah, studio. Yeah, that's right. And he may have actually a pair of duds on. From the lower part of his body. Graham, that's a beautiful photo. And the hibiscus is almost the size of Graham's head. It is. It's huge. It is. It's, a, it's a big hibiscus. We appreciate you sending that through, Graham. Just we, since we're learning this lingo yeah. um, about the clubhouse leader, is yeah. Graham now the clubhouse leader or is Steve still? No, I think Steve's still okay. in front. I think, although Graham's probably teed off a little bit later. And See what you did there? I know. I know. I'm so, so proud. There might be other people on the golf course. We'll just wait <laughs> and see what comes through, Graham. We've got a couple of nice text messages here, Savvy. Happy birthday, Sabrina. Here are the very first eggs from our chooks. Mm. Seemed appropriate celebratory. Oh, we love to celebrate on we, Roots and Shoots. Don't we, Row? And look, I love chookens. Um, I'm... I'm really thinking about getting chookens again. I didn't before because I go away so much. Mm. And um, so I didn't want to. Oh, it sounds like I've got some sort of storm you going on outside. in my headphones there. Um, thank you so much. And how beautiful is that? Yeah, little, lovely. We like to celebrate success with you. Um, Mark's also sent through one for you, Sab. How do you get buffalo runners out of wintergreen lawn? You pull also, it. Okay. You just pull it. Simple Not as that. that. Hard. Also putting a new lawn to replace a lawn that kept dying off for unknown reasons, whether it be water, compaction problems, fungus or something else, and want best soil prep advice for the new lawn. Okay, so new lawn. Go and get yourself some lawn loam. You can get loam from Jinjin and up in the hills. Lawn absolutely bloody loves it. You only need a small amount. So you need about uh, probably I would go 50 mil, 40 to 50 mil of loam on top. Wetting agent, slow-release fertiliser, have it all nice and moist before you lay the lawn. Don't compact the soil. People compact the soil before they put the lawn down. Eh, wrong. You put the, you lay the lawn down and then you compact the lawn so there's no air gap between the root system of the lawn and the soil. 
Now, Debbie in Rollystone has stumped you. She yeah. said, happy birth month, Sabrina. That's what we like, embracing Sabrina's type of festivities. Yeah. A plant for you, not grown by me, I wish. Now, found in Lashua National Park. Yeah. Now, I like to, A, pride myself on knowing where everything is in WA and second of all, being able to pronounce things so I'm not yelling at like the interstate telethon uh, readers, you know, I, pledge readers. But I don't know if I've got that right. Yeah, Lashua. Lashua. But it's near Durian Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Lashua National Park. Um, you can blame that on the French row. Yep, happy that, to. They bloody, that's what they called it. Um, I have never seen that plant before and it's a shrub with, it's almost like a sort of a parasitic looking bright red flower. It's a beautiful colour. Oh, it's stunning. I'm going to... I tell you what, I'm fascinated by what that is. I shall look that up because I've got uh, I've got botanical books on every region of WA, so I'll find it, Deb. I promise. All right, seventeen away from ten on roots and shoots. Thirteen hundred triple two seven twenty. If you want to put a question to Sabrina, let's go to Jenny now in High Wycombe. Good morning, Jenny. Oh, try that again. Sorry, Jenny. Same again. Happy birthday for the month, Serena. Ah, thank you, Jenny. Savvy, sorry. That's all right. I have a Manchurian pear. You can call pear. me anything. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> a Manchurian pear, a pyrus eucerensis. yep. Must have been living in a pretty darn good paddock because it grew out of all proportions. Wow. Yes. It was quite lovely, except that it was all over the place, so I did have it trimmed. Yeah. And now the suckers looks like uh-huh. a trip. A triffid going out yeah. there. So do I got to do what that you told that other fella to do? Put a yep. bit of carpet. Yep. Now, unfortunately, all the pear trees sucker unbelievably once they cut their own mustard. So once they once they're mature, they send up suckers everywhere. So unfortunately. That's going to be an ongoing problem, Jenny. So you just have to keep cutting those suckers off or use the old carpet trick. Good on you, Jenny. Turn my mic on now. Good on you, Jenny. Thank you for your call. Let's head to Margaret in City Beach now. Hi, Margaret. Oh, good morning. Morning, Happy birthday for the month. Thank you. Um, I've got Confidor. As soon as I heard you mention the name, Mm -hmm. I went out and checked. Yeah. And I have used it. Not this year, mm-hmm. but um, and I'm just wondering now, how do I dispose of it? That is a brilliant question, Margaret. So, two things you can do: you can ring up your local council, and they actually have a special section for herbicides, pesticides, and other things like that. Or you can take it back to the hardware store that you bought it from, or a nursery, and they will either dispose of it for you or they will tell you where to take it to. But ring the local council first. Don't just shove it in your, you know, your rubbish bin. Um, Or take it back to the hardware store and then it actually goes back to the manufacturer. So they have to dispose of it. Thank you, Margaret, for giving us a call. You know a bit about worm farm, Sab? I love me worms. Lucky, because David from Rivervale wants to talk to you about them. Hello, Dave. Sabrina, how are yes. you going? Happy Bloody well. Birthday. Thank love you. Your love your voice, love your laugh. Ah, oh, <laughs> thank you, Dave. Sabrina, yes. worm, worm farming. Yep. Um, I've just got a little bit of a maybe food for thought for your listeners. Yeah. What, um, what we do when we go away, I get um, some old uh, egg crates. Yeah. And and put them in the top of the worm farm and use it like like a um, um like an ice tray. Fill it with water. Yeah. And then you can go away for a couple of days, nobody has to worry about um, water and you're giving the worms a bit of moisture. Dave, that is genius. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. Works works really well, Sabrina. They so. would do too because of the the design of the egg plant, uh, the egg yeah. egg container, yeah. um, and because they're cardboard and they absorb and hold the moisture. That's brilliant, Dave. Oh, thanks a lot, Sabrina. Now, because of your brilliance, I shall start my worm farm up this weekend. Oh, very good. <laughs> Inspired by Dave from yep. Rivervale. Good See, job, this is, Dave. This is why we love our listeners, Ro, because they're all 
top gardeners with top ideas, and I think they're all geniuses. Bit of feedback on the SMS, 0437922720. Some comments about your song choice this morning. Good lyrics, but wish different tune. Hmm, Interesting. Okay, I'll listen to Roots and Shoots. I'm about to have a text read over. Sam from Jarrow, Rowanna and Sabrina, great song this week. My brother introduced me to them. I can't take any credit. It's all on Sab. Um, (laughs) Such a great little trio. The fact they came from nothing and produced their own stuff and published is a great testament to them and their hard work. Yeah, they do it it all in this tiny little studio that they all live in, the three of them, the three brothers. I think it's lovely when families do stuff like Hmm. that. Jenny loved it too Excellent. on the SMS. Um, Julie says, hi, girls. Good morning. I'm in Dowran. My orange tree has so much little green fruit on now. Can I prune some branches no. off? <laughs> no, 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 no. Julie, don't touch it. Of course your orange tree has little green fruit on it. Um, do not touch anything. Allow it to flourish. Okay, allow it to flourish. On our way back to the phones, 1300 222 720, another picture to wow, Sab. Happy birthday, Sabrina. This is the best grass tree flower I have seen in Mount Barker and it's just for you. Thanks for all the information and entertainment from Ron. Ron, isn't it stunning? Because he's taken that photo at night, so the flower stem is is highlighted. It's stunningly beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah. And happy birthday, Sab. A weird broccoli thing for you. Oh my oh my god, that's the most munted broccoli I've ever seen. That's that's got uh what they call a cluster virus. It's sort of I like really weird stuff mm. like that. Doesn't Some, have to be the most beautiful stuff to be the no, most impressive, does it? Weird's good for me, as you know, Ro. <laughs> Oh, let's head to Maxine now in Quinns Rocks if you want to get on the phones. 1300 222 720. Molly's waiting to take your calls. Good morning, Maxine. Good morning. Morning, Maxine. I've got a lovely lady who's put her, her dragon tree's gone to seed and she's put it on Facebook if any of us want to go around and grab the seeds. Oh, that's exciting. So I'm wondering how do I propagate them? I have absolutely no idea at all. Oh. Um... <laughs> We're paying you. This is your. Well, I told everybody on Facebook that you'd know. It's a bit so... disappointing, isn't it, Maxine? We might get a yeah. new garden guru next week. Well, you know, the reason I say that, Maxine, is because everyone grows them from a cutting. You know, you just snap a bit of the cactus off and shove oh, it no, in. No, dragon, the big trees, the big from Spain. You know, not the dragon fruit, the dragon trees, I think they're called, aren't they? Ah, different thing altogether. Well, I think the penny might have just dropped that thing. Palm, <laughs> no, no, palm, it's like palm Dracaena, Dracaena Draco. Okay, oh, that, know. Maxine, I can help you with. <laughs> oh, okay. You can so, come back next week. Ah, so, bro was just going to kick me out the door. Um, okay, so the, the big thing about that is the seed needs to be fresh. You have to mm-hmm. uh, rub off all that fleshy bit. You can either soak it in water or um, just rub it off. Uh, it's easier to rub all that fleshy stuff off if you soak it in water. Definitely uh, put the seed in now. Uh, make sure it's all fully ripe and mature. Grow it in seed raising mix. Get proper seed raising mix. They germinate within four weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Easy peasy. So the ones that have fallen onto the ground won't be any good? Yes, they will. They'll be perfect. Yeah, so take them because the seed will be mature. But if they've been on the ground for a whole year, I wouldn't use them. But they wouldn't be anyway because other stuff would have eaten them by now. So, yep, mature mature seed, pick them up off the ground. If there's anything left, rub it off and then... Now, bury them twice the depth of the seed in the seed-raising mix. Good on you, Maxine. Thanks for your call. We're on the sprint to the finish. We're about nine minutes away from 10. We've got a full board of calls, so let's keep moving through and go to Margaret in Adderdale. Hi, Margaret. Oh, hi, Sabrina. Hello, Margaret. I've got a problem with a couple of um, frangipanis. Mm-hmm. I moved into this place probably about eight years ago, Yep. and I had these small... Uh, plants in pots. Yeah. Put them in the ground. They've shot up there, both about six foot high. Yes. But 
they're not uh, huge, you know, not yeah. lots and lots of leaves, but yeah. not one flower between the two of them. Is there anything I can do to encourage flowering? Have you, uh, Margaret, are they in the ground or in yes. pots? They're in, in the, the ground. ground. Do you know yes. what I would do, Margaret? How, how big did you say they were again? Oh, they're about, um, they'd be about six foot now. Okay. All right. Dig a little trench around them. Then fill that trench with compost and cow manure, like do a 50-50 mix. Um, get some slow-release fertiliser. So make your trench about um, 10 centimetres deep and about 10 centimetres wide. Um, put, put, so the cow poo and the, and the um, compost in the trench. Slow-release fertiliser around that. Put in uh, extra sulphate of potash and we've still got a long way to go before winter, so they will probably flower before before the end of the year. Thanks for your call, Margaret. On our way to Steve in Bunbury, a text message here from Hazel in Craigie. Love you so much, Sabrina. I have texted in a couple of times to ask you. I have one of those big dragon round pots, and there's a precious plant. I can't think of it, but it's root-bound and really nice that my partner's mum died and gave to us. Aww. So how do we get it out without smashing, smashing it? Smashing the pot. Now, I think it's a fiddle leaf fig. fig. Okay. So many of us have this problem. What you have to do is, Hazel, you've got to get the hose and you put it on the highest jet and you hose all the soil out from around the root system. Now, it's going to take you about probably half an hour. So you, you keep turning the pot on it, you put the pot on its side. You keep turning it and turning it and turning it and and jet it with the hose until all the soil is taken out. Then you may need to get a bread knife. <laughs> Sounds like surgery. Because of the shape of the dragon pot, so it's narrow at the top and wide in the middle. So you may need to get a bread knife once you've done taken all the soil out and actually saw through the root system so you can pull it out of the pot. And I have to tell you, Ro, it's like having a midwife helping you give birth to a bloody big baby. It's so similar. Mm. So sometimes you have to put the foot, your foot, <laughs> on the edge of the pot. So it's really hard is what you're saying? Yeah, it's tough. Don't, don't traumatise me. And then me. just keep pulling until that thing comes out. I don't ever want you, if I ever choose to have children, you are not going to be my <laughs> midwife, let it be said. Let's go to Steve in Bunbury and get away from that. Hi, Steve. Oh, my Lord. You're so funny. <laughs> Happy birthday, Sabrina. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> hey, just quickly, we have, we have a, um, our lawn's only like a year old down. I just heard that other fella say, could we put loam soil down? Is that what it was called on our? Yes. It just yes, dies yes. all the time. Okay, so go and get yourself. Now, they they mix the loam with chicken manure, which is high in phosphorus, which is what your lawn needs to develop roots. Okay, okay. Yep, so yep. yeah, you can definitely uh, broadcast that over your existing really crappy looking lawn. Good on you, Steve. Thanks for your call. Let's head. We've only got five minutes before we head to the newsroom and Roots and Shoots is done for another week. Sue from Parkerville. Hello. Uh, hello. Hello, Happy Sue. birthday again. Thank you, um, Sue. I've got some French penny cuttings mm-hmm. and they've got masses of leaves and some flowers on them. Should I cut some off? Uh, no. Just oh, leave okay. it. Just You just leave them alone. They'll be happy ads. Okay. Thank you. Okay. That was Have easy. A good week. Thank Bye. you. Thanks, Sue. Let's, oh. Turn Thanks, yourself Sue. on there, Ro. Turn <laughs> yourself I turn myself on. off? Let's head straight to Lorraine in Serpentine. Hi, Lorraine. Good morning, ladies. Morning, Lorraine. Um, um, yes, I've got tomato. I was going to plant some tomatoes. Is it too late? I was going to do it your way in pots. No, it's never too late. Do you know what? I had tomatoes still fruiting right up until the end of May last year. Really? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. So, Hmm. no, not too late at all, Lorraine. Sue. Sorry. Sue. Sue. Lorraine will be very happy. No, you were right. I was wrong. Lorraine. Oh, whoever. Everyone (laughs) Whoever wants to know about tomatoes. Whoever wants to know, you you can can still still put tomatoes in, Rose. (laughs) Oh, Lisa in Lath Lane. Good morning. Hello. Happy birthday, Sabrina. Thank you, Lisa. (laughs) Earlier, Eileen rang and asked people to plant cockatoo trees mm-hmm. um, because, as you know, they're starving. I'm yes. actually rescuing one at the moment. Oh, um, Lisa. So what a, 
What are the fast growing ones that people can plant, please? Okay, so people can put in macadamia trees because they do actually love them. They, oh, they love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to carob trees as well. You know the the carob tree, which is a beautiful yep. big tree. So why not put those in? And pecans. They love mm. pecan trees. So pecans are fast. They're a stunningly beautiful tree. Um, and they have lots and lots and lots and lots of nuts. What about any smaller ones? Because I'm thinking for people who don't have big gardens oh, nowadays. Oh, that's true. Uh, you know you can get a dwarf macadamia. Nut tree. It's called something I can't quite remember now. <laughs> a dwarf macadamia nut tree. It's just Surely that'll do. A dwarf macadamia nut. Almonds. Almonds. The black, the red-tailed black cockatoos come through and they strip my almond tree every single year. I love it. Hmm. Let's go to Patty in Osborne Park. Good morning, Patty. Hi. Hello, and Patty. <laughs> like everybody else, belated happy birthday, Thank Sabrina. You, Patty. Yes. Um, I just have a quick question. I managed to um, get a, my moonflower vine to survive from last year. Right. And I've had masses of flowers and now I have masses of seeds. Can I plant some of the seeds at this stage of the year? Absolutely. No, nope, ah. you can plant them right now, Patty. We'll yeah, because we've still got a long time. So um, they will grow up and then they'll probably die down during winter as they do. But then you've got enough storage because you've planted them now. There'll be enough storage in the root system for them to come back. I love the moonflower because the flowers come out at night row. Mm. So they about 4.35 o'clock they start and they take about 60 seconds to open up. And they're highly perfumed and they're the size of a bread and butter plate. Well, sort of a little bread and butter plate, really. More like the size of a softball. <laughs> a softball row. See, you know sport more oh, than you think. God, I'm um, so good. Happy birthday, Sabrina, from beautiful Kununurra. It is beautiful. Mm. I was there all this week and it is stunning at the moment. Here is one of my dragon fruit flowers, about 20 centimetres wide, not much <gasps> scent. But in the plant world, if you have a flower that's that size, you don't need scent. Now, I, I so totally agree, Sess. I, I reckon Sess is, I reckon Sess might be the leader here. Oh, Late. Made the late charge. A late, a late comer. Very good. Sabrina, thank you. Thank we'll you, talk Rose. to you again. Nine o'clock next Saturday. We'll do it all again for Roots and Shoots. Thank you so much for your company this morning. We hope that you can stick around on ABC Radio and join the sports team. Sabrina's fave from now on. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. You can discover more ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listener.